Go ahead, take a look at the billboard. No, not that one. That one. Yeah, there it is. It's beautiful, isn't it? It's a picture of a boy with mud-caked clothes and the forgiving embrace of his father. You can almost smell swine on him, but his dad doesn't even care. It's a beautiful picture. But if you glance on the other side of the billboard, there's a different picture. It's not as happy. It's the same story, but different son. Somewhere on his father's farm, the younger son made his way all the way back to his dad. He and dad are walking into the house to get ready for a feast. While the younger son cleaned up for the dinner in his honor, some of the servants polished the trumpets and unfurled the banners. Some of the more rhythmic servants grabbed tambourines, and some of the non-rhythmic servants just tried clapping on the right beat. It had been a long time since music was heard in this house. But everyone was excited and frantic to get all of this right for father and son, except one. He was the prodigal's older brother, the father's firstborn. He was still out in the field faithfully doing all of his chores when he heard the music. And he thought, what's that all about? He ran through the calendar in his mind. Now, we're still a minute away from any holidays, so it can't be that. He laid down his rake and started in toward the house to see what the brouhaha was all about. And one of the servants was hanging a banner on the eve of the house, and the older brother asked him, Hey, what's all the music for? And the servant looked at him. You haven't heard? Your brother came home. And your dad is so excited he killed the fatted calf in his honor. I haven't seen your dad so happy in months. We're going to have a feast, and if it lasts a really long time tonight, we might get the day off tomorrow. Ha <laughs> oh, happy day. What? He killed the fatted calf? We're going to have a feast in my brother's honor? That wasn't what he expected from his younger, wayward, shameless brother. This was no Disney ending. This was real life because Jesus was telling this story to real people living in the real world. And he was zooming in on a group of people called Pharisees who felt like they could control God because of what they did for him. And then Jesus finished his story. And before we finish ours, here's a little music of our own. Good day to you, Simplify listeners. You're listening to L.J. Harry, and you're listening to The Older Brother on Simplify. Everyone was so happy Junior was home. Well, everyone except one. He was so mad. He was so incensed, so gobsmacked that he didn't even go inside the house. He just waited outside and pouted. Always the mature thing to do. And when his dad realized his place at the table was empty, he lowered his glass, lifted the napkin from his lap, excused himself from the table, and he went to the field. From where he stood, the music was just above a whisper. And that's where he found his firstborn. He was mad. Bulging veins, red face, clenched fists, angry. He was ready to fight, not feast. He would rather sleep under the cornstalks before he went inside that house and even looked at his dad's shameless son. This guy's got some issues. Dad could have played the dad card, but he didn't. He had every right to rebuke his pouting son, but rather he appealed to his humanity his heart. He tried to say, hey, your brother 
We thought he was dead, but, but he's not. He's alive. Why can't you be happy for him? And then we see what was really broken inside of his brother. He spilled it. Finally, after all these years, he spilled it. He told his dad, I, I, I have served you all these years. I, I have worked my fingers to the bone, my hands to calluses, sun up to sundown, breaking my back to make this farm everything you want it to be. And on top of that, I have never, ever broken any of your commandments or rules at any time, ever. That's probably not true, but that's how he felt. And you never, never once cooked up a baby goat, just, just, just a baby goat, I'm not asking for the fatted calf. I just want a goat so I could have a party with my friends. The Pharisees scowled at Jesus because they knew he was siding them in. He knew this is where they were. Their relationship with God was based on what they did for God and what God would do for them in return. It was not based on who God is or that they loved God. It would have been impossible with the untrained eye to be able to tell the older brother from any of the hired servants because his heart was no closer to his father's than theirs were. He just did what he did for what he got out of it, not because he loved his dad. We go far afield if living for Jesus, if going to church, if praying, if reading the Bible, if reading devotionals, like Simplify, is more about working for God than walking with him. We live holy. We do what pleases God, and we, we don't do what displeases God simply because we love him, not because it's our job, not because we're trying to do something for him so he can do something for us. This is not wages. This is grace. But Pouty Powderton wasn't done. Then he took aim on his baby brother, and you can almost see him pointing his finger in his dad's face. But as soon as that son of yours comes home, mind you, that son who squandered all of your inheritance, you gave him on prostitutes, you celebrate him by killing the fatted calf. Can you see it? You see that pointer finger? Then you see the puddle of bitterness forming around his feet. He doesn't even call him his brother. He's that son of yours. Whenever the kids can count to 100 in Burmese, they're mine. But when they spill chocolate milk all over the laptop, they're yours. That's just how it works. And finally, when he said all he wanted to say and all he thought he needed to say, he was done. One side of the billboard of Luke 15 shows a beautiful, bright picture of a father so unbelievably glad his son came home. The other side shows a dark, bitter picture of an older brother who never left, but whose heart left his father years ago and could not believe that his baby brother had the nerve to come home. When lost sons and daughters come back home, many of them have heard enough stories, enough sermons, enough Sunday school lessons, enough songs to know that the Father will run to them and welcome them home. They're just not so sure about us. Jesus did not wrap this story up in a bow. Luke 15 ends with the dad and firstborn in the field while the rest of the family and farmhands celebrate in the house. But I want to know, did he ever come inside? Did he ever apologize to his dad? Did he ever forgive his brother? We don't know. We'll never know. Luke 15 ends, Luke 16 begins, and that story is told, but ours is not. Our ending is still being written. Let's make sure we get this right. If our Father who has forgiven us for all of our sins is willing to forgive them for all theirs, 
Let's forgive them too. When you see God run to welcome them home, let's run alongside him and welcome them home. They're not strangers. They're family. The prodigal would tell you, and the older brother should too, there is no place like home, and there is no father like our father. I'd like to pray right now that God would help us. I I trust if you're listening to Simplify, you're either wanting more information about being a Jesus follower or you yourself already are a Jesus follower. Either way, I want to pray that God would help us to welcome anybody back home who's on their way back home or welcome anybody into the church, welcome anybody into the family of God who is on their way this way. God's been good to us. Let's be good to them. Lord Jesus, I love you. I thank you for the privilege to be a part of your church. This is the greatest group of people in all the world. This is the greatest organization. This is the greatest family in all the world. Thank you for the privilege to be a part of your church. I pray, God, keep reaching for those who have left. Keep reaching for those who have strayed. Keep reaching for those, Lord, who have marched away. Keep reaching for those who have said they will never come back. God, keep drawing them back to you, back into right relationship with you. Keep drawing them back into community with your church. I pray, Lord Jesus, you administer to them. I know you'll welcome them home. I pray, God, give us your heart. Help us to forgive as you forgive, God. Help us to ask for forgiveness as you have taught us to ask and then offer it as you have taught us to offer it. I pray, Lord, for everyone who comes home, there would be a group, a family, welcoming them and waiting for them to come home right alongside you. I ask you today, God, help us to be merciful. Help us to be kind. Help us to be compassionate. Help us to be good. Were it not, God, for your grace and for people praying for us, who knows where we would be? I ask you, Lord, to reach for them and draw them back into right relationship with you so they can be where they want to be and need to be, back in your, in your house. I pray these things, and I thank you for every time you answer. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to Simplify. I hope this episode has been a help to you. Please share it with somebody who needs to hear it, whether they are the younger son who wants to make their way back to God or they're the older brother who needs to hear that we need to be welcoming and merciful and gracious to others. Please share it with them. And be sure to click subscribe. That way you'll know every time a new episode drops. And speaking of new episodes, I just want to say thank you so much to all of you Simplify listeners. We have just crested 70,000 downloads, so thank you so much for another great landmark and milestone in the Simplify podcast life. I appreciate so much you listening and sharing with others. And if you would like a copy of the devotional Simplify, which launched this podcast, or you want a copy of my newest book, 10 Words, A Practical Look at the Ten Commandments, you can pick both of them up at PentecostalPublishing.com, Amazon, or if you live in our Knox County area, you can get them at Paragraphs Bookstore on the corner of Ohio and South Main. You can pick those up in any of those places. Next week, we're going to get mileage out of this story. Just one more episode. We're going to take a look at the hero of the story. We're going to take a look at the good, good father. I'm looking forward to sharing that with you next week. And always look forward to walking closer with Jesus as we walk through Simplify.